And welcome to the Lords of Loud podcast. We're just four guys who enjoy a good debate about music. We thought we'd move our rants and discussions into the podcast era. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords. I'm the Walrus. As always with me, I have Lord Brett. He is the Eggman. Lord Kev, he is the Scotch Eggman. And Lord Al, he's the Eggplant. Welcome back to the Lords of Loud, and thanks again for joining us for another exciting episode. Uh, on this, woo, everyone's excited. And on this yeah. week's episode, woo. we're going to be to- <laughs> talking about our personal one-hit wonders. Who, you know, what, what's what are our favourite musically? You should Mu- say, musically. Mu- yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. musically. One. So these are the these are the one-hit oh, wonders we've actually written ourselves. That's right. No, no, that's no. Right. our personal favourite. Yeah, yeah, this yes. is, yeah, the hits that we've written. No, so this, that's going to be the topic today. Um, but before we do, of course, we have to find out what is this week's album of the week. This week's album of the week is uh, a blast from the past. Sadly, it's uh, for no particular reason apart from I was listening to it in the car today. It's on rotation. Yep. Yes, and it's uh, Suicidal Tendencies, The Art of Rebellion. So we come out in 92. Okay. Um, so suicidal tendencies were kind of a, a hardcore, thrashy, uh, um, uh, West Coast US uh, band, and they had some success prior to this album. Um, the sound was always a little bit muddy. They, you know, kind of wore their punk influences on their sleeve. It was quite a diverse band. Like they had people from different cultures, which is quite unusual at the time for for hard rock um, slash metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, with this album, they smarten up their act um, in terms of <clears throat> uh, production on the record. Like, it's just phenomenally clear, well-produced. Um, the songwriting hasn't changed all that much, uh, but... It wasn't like Bob they, Rock again, was it? Hey? It wasn't Bob Rock again. I don't think it was Bob Rock. Um, let me have a quick scan of. Uh... They covered Watership Down, though, didn't they? Bright <laughs> <laughs> Eyes. Bright Eyes was a lovely, lovely cover on that album, wasn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> so it was. You uh, mentioned Bright Eyes once, it's like yeah. it dogs you for life. Yeah, yeah, but it's like when I mentioned Seal. It's not no? fair. I'll hear oh, about Bright Eyes for the next five episodes. <laughs> um Anyway, so it was 92, it was kind of their experimental album, uh, so some of what they do is not, you know, classic heavy metal, not, you know, thrashy punk, that type of thing. It's quite uh, quite different for them. Um, they had, at that stage... So it's musical? Yes, it's <laughs> musical. They had the current uh, the current bassist from Metallica, Rob... Trajulo or Trojilo or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cornholio, whatever his name is. <laughs> Portfolio? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, they had him there because he was previously in a group with uh, the singer of Suicidal Tendencies. <clears throat> anyway, so he's quite a good bassist, not necessarily apparent in what Metallica does in that genre. So he was a lot more, uh, I guess, funk-based. Um, the guitarist at that stage was playing like a seven-string. They had a session drummer in who was just amazing. And, uh, yeah, all, all up, it was just a very diverse, interesting album that sounded fantastic. It was probably, like, certainly compared to anything they'd done before, it was it was uh, way uh, 
out of out of their standard mm-hmm. sound. So, and how was it received? received it well was, uh, yeah, the most commercially successful one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually had two singles in the top forty, right? Um, which was their, I think, first and last time. Um, wow. Good. Yeah. So, all right. So, definitely go and check that out, and let us know what you think of that album on our Facebook page. Thanks, Al. You're welcome. And before we get into the episode, tonight's episode is brought to you by the classic LP Stepping Stones. And we're not talking about the award-winning math program here. We're talking about Stepping Stones, 22 all-time greats from the golden flute of Adrian Brett. <laughs> yes. Oh, classic. The golden flute is an easy Golden flute. <laughs> now, what's interesting is that uh, flutes are generally made of uh, yeah. uh, silver, so that's what, uh, uh-huh. maybe yeah. he maybe found he a, a golden so flute. He stepped up. He's definitely got a golden flute. You can see it on the cover here. Sure uh, the that makes him most like he would have been. Was he the first one to have a golden flute? Yeah, it looks like he probably he was real the first. Best. The first one to have one. Real hit with the ladies too. An innovator. Old Adrian Brett. Such classics on here as. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All creatures great and small. Oh, oh there you go. Like the TV show. Yep. <laughs> he takes. <laughs> Oh, there's great stuff on here. He takes on dreams. autumn leaves. Um, autumn leaves. Yeah. Yep. Carnival. Cherry ripe waterfalls. Fool on the hill. Oh, Grady Butcher. Oh, there you go. Butcher some beetles Holiday in Cambodia is on there. Yeah. It's got all these classics. It's everything you'd want. So go Good. out and yeah, find yourself a copy of well, Stepping I, Stones. Well, I would encourage... Do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would encourage people to look at our social media so they can actually see the... Absolutely. Because the album cover is we'll quite fetching. Stick, we'll stick all these up. Look there, ben. The, t- yeah, the typographic choices. Wow. Okay. Yep. He's uh, actually owned some stepping stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you know, he's taken it very literally. Something the that the designers of the award-winning math program could have probably thought about back in the day, but <laughs> that's right. Just neglect. That's right. Option. So I wonder what these stepping stones are towards, because you know, know. suggesting that these tracks mm, are leading will lead you on. Early grave. I think it was leading towards <laughs> number one hits. Number one hits. Mm. What's interesting? A sharp you, drop you, off a huge you did, waterfall. <laughs> you did say. <laughs> 22 songs. Yeah. I don't, know how he's, I don't know how he's managed to limit it. That's to value. That's value for your money. That's feel like eight of them are part of a medley of short or And, it, and it makes sense because this is released on the j and Records okay. label. He may, he, he may have knows that j and were all about quality. He may, have gone, he may have gone for the... Uh, the Beatles approach and just done, you know, little snippets, snippets of, of medleys. Be- yeah, 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 this is actually his EP. Yeah, so you're looking uh, at it, so you're his... looking at a good eleven songs per side, which is wow, fantastic. And if you, but if you feel the weight of the vinyl, um, <laughs> I can see it bending precariously it's, in Ben's hands. You can tell it's 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 high quality, and those tracks are they're really jammed mm. in there. So, so the, part of the J and B magic, the gate of it's all part of his, it's all part of his value for money world. from Adrian Brett. So yeah, go check yourself out a copy yeah. of that. Uh, Don't mess up. But let's move yeah. on with the show. If you can, try and get the triple album. Get yourself down to your local retailer. This That's right. Weekend. Ask. Yeah. Go to your local record shop and ask for a Tell copy of Stepping Stones. <laughs> well, funnily enough, on the on the personal, uh, most of the songs from that appear on my list. Mm. So that was my what? so. so I'm Yours done. too. I'm done. Yeah. You know. So All right, what, Brett. What, well, let's lead, lead us let, off. I'll lead you off. What's okay. the first one you had on your list? So, one one so let's list. just define this a little bit. Sure. We're talking about your own personal one-hit wonders. Yep. 
a song that you just love when you don't necessarily love the artist or their ca- entire catalogue, but it just stood out for you and you just love that one track. No, no, no. This is this is these are these are bands or artists that had a single, you know, are known for a single hit. They didn't oh, have okay. Okay. well, I, 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 I know I interpreted it the way that Kev just described. Okay, so, so we've got a 50-50 okay, split. That's all right. Okay, so you, t- you go for it. I think it's, I think it's open to it. You guys lead off. It's open to interpretation. Please. Luckily enough, I have sat either side of the fence, so I have right. somewhere... Okay, so here's my first one. Well, this is what we call a shambles. It's got <laughs> a shambles. Absolute shambles. Right, right. The left hand and is how would not you resolve talking. It? So we just, everyone just goes the pub? Pull the head. Yep. If you've seen the Scottish team play... <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, well, well, in this little place, let's just call it a clusterfuck. Okay. So, um, rude convict bastards. Very <laughs> uncouth. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so Hit us with a Brett. Here we go. The loving spoonful. Loving spoonful. The loving spoonful. Oh, they won it wonders. The well, the only song that I appreciated is is "Summer in the Sea." I, really? I don't. Okay. I'm not a big fan of. In my head, there's only two other songs that they're sort of known for. Mm-hmm. In my head, it's all Summer in the City. Summer in the City, okay, sure. So, Ben, you've Great got song. the entire catalogue of Love and Spoonful, right? <laughs> just just purely going off the name of the band. <laughs> Love and Spoonful, yep. You were at their gigs. You know, you know the song I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up, down, Summer. Oh, and yeah, what's really okay. interesting is it's... There's a great country kid. <laughs> no, no, that's my... I, oh, made, I had a one-hit wonder with okay. a country... Right, okay. So... But what's really interesting is for me is is that song is different to their other songs that they're sort of known for. Mm-hmm. Their others are known for a little, being a little bit more um, poppy, Hippy. twee, yeah. um, <laughs> twee. Whereas this one's actually yeah. a little edgier, yeah, and sure. that's what I like about. It. Okay, cool. Yep. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, hotter than a match here. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on, and dance all night. Despite the heat, it'll be all right. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the nights in the summer, in the city, in the summer. Right. So that's my first off the Ow. rank. Oh, you're first off. Okay. Uh, so, yes, like I said, took Kev's approach because really it just makes sense. Um, <laughs> so One Hit Wonders. I, I, I would have thought One Hit Wonders is a pretty clear. Well, category. I mean, yeah. So there, there are different ways of interpreting it, as we've seen. Sure. So, anyway, let's go with the, the, the shambles concept. So as, we've uh, we've as got a podcast described. split in two here, so let's okay. go for it. So I went for America, A Horse With No Name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so arguably it is, you know, their one hit wonder. I know had they have had others. Ventura Highway. Oh, that's a thing. Mr. Golden Hair. Yeah, but who really knows them? Um, <laughs> ben, 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 <laughs> but Ben, there are no one hit wonders because he knows everyone and yeah. all the other songs. <laughs> Multi-hit wonders, um, no matter how obscure. Um, so anyway, like looking it up, America had 15 studio albums um, and a number of live albums. Holy wow. smokes. Which means they must have been doing something moderately well, even if they didn't have a whole bunch of hit songs throughout their career. I mean, obviously, whatever it was, Ventura, Highway, um, Pet Detective. Um, they, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I do know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to get through 15 studio albums, to convince a studio, we can keep returning money into your pocket. Sure. Or, or, or did they earn enough money up the front 
and mm. eventually, Lin- Lin- eventually they moved to J and B Records. That's right. And thought, yeah, yeah, here's some cash. May- just go may- away. Maybe the the no, guy the backing the, band for Adrian Brett. <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe the maybe the guy at the studio may, it was like, I got this band stitched up for a 15 album deal. Ha ha ha! No longer working there, of course. But yeah, so that was my. My one, my one right. hit. I did okay. buy a greatest hits at one time, and that was the only hit that uh, I could. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you can, can you can stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of went with the idea that it's um, yeah, just a song or two songs in this case by two different artists that I absolutely love, but I felt no real compulsion to go out and find their other stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, one Australian band called and I mentioned this as part of Goosebumps, but um, Eddie Current Suppression Ring they're called, and they did a song called um, Which Way to Go, and. It just appeared on Rage or a, I heard on the radio, and it, I just love it. It just it just gets me right in the feels. Um, and I know that they were quite a trendy, well, not trendy, but quite a, a cult band, if you like. Like, um, What were they called again? Eddie Current Suppression Ring. Suppression Ring. Yeah, okay. which is basically out of engineering <laughs> textbooks. <laughs> um, it's just a type of ring. Uh yeah, and their, their song, Which Way To Go, is just this guy standing on the beach. And, and I love songs about, you know, not knowing what to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really love that one. And the other one is a Scottish band called Prolapse and their song Nonstop Rhythmic Block. And again, exactly the same thing. I love this song. I just like it just I just adore it. It's got something to do with colonialism, something about sailing down the Nile and looking at the pyramids while at the same time and he's a ranting kind of Marky Smith kind of dude from Scotland though. But um, he's got this lassie um, from England who sings along about this domestic dispute, you know. And the, the two things just travel mm. through this, like, crashing rock and roll song. And I uh, absolutely adore this track. Like, um, it just makes me happy whenever I hear it. And I had no uh, desire whatsoever to eat anything I've ever done <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Be- yeah. Because isn't that the problem too? Cause, because... Um, uh, that's that classic thing if you hear that song and you go, this is awesome, you know, and you, and, and it really is that one one hit that resonates with you because you play the rest of the album and you go, wow, you know, there is nothing else here mm. that that even comes close, you know, to your America stuff. There's nothing mm. else that, that's getting me and for some reason there is something in that one song that yeah. did it because I know lots of people who have gone exploring 
you know, so you say, I'm not going to explore, I'm happy. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I've heard a, a couple of other Eddie Concentration songs, but like, yeah, didn't kind of grab me and probably the same with Prolapse. And they're yeah. more of a 90s thing, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's kind of weird. Yeah. You would think if you mm. like a song that much, and I know you would be, because you're more of an you know archivist. Mm. You're like mm. you're much more about exploring. I'm, yeah, but there's heaps of bands like mm. like I know there's plenty of times I've gone out like earlier when I've discovered artists, um, or not discovered like you know I've gone oh, I love that song like the Stranglers for example you know Golden Brown mm. love that song oh got to go and get a greatest hits album mm. or whatever mm. and there's just nothing off that. Yeah, that, really that resonates. That, yeah, yeah. That, mm. It's in that same vein, even. You know, Asian bitches. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I've, but, but this is what I'm saying. Like, but then I've come back. I've come back at, at someone like the in the Stranglers. It's a different case. I've come back at them from their albums and 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 valued their work from a sort of coming coming at it from another angle. You know, yeah, almost yeah, seeing yeah. them as a totally different band to to the Golden Brown mm. band. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah, yeah, all yeah, their yeah. other stuff is is much more. It's not really even in that same vein. Maybe that goes know. back to what Alan's saying about how sometimes there's a song that, like, man, that Horseman will name, that is mm. so different. It's yeah. such, it's, it just, it's written at such a level that it it's feels... Not even, mm. It feels like it's not even the same wow. band. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that was a, that's the case with The Stranglers for me. Like, I love their, I love their other stuff, but it, it took me coming at it from a whole other angle mm. <laughs> to mm. sort of appreciate mm. that it was a very different sound. Both of those songs that I've mentioned are really similar in the fact that they have this really strong driving guitar, like a, it's almost the same chords. And there's a third one in exactly the same band in Australian, the same vein, sorry, an Australian band called, um, can't remember, Not From There, and they were in this yeah. band, and they did a song called Sixth Öffnen, right? Yeah. And um, Sorry? Sixth Sixt. Öffnen, it's German. <laughs> right, sure. It means open up, and it, 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 it's just like, it's the same thing. It's got that ding, ding, mm. ding, 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 like a really enjoyable driving mm. guitar line. Mm. Nothing to it, just one chord, just like, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. So those three songs are really similar. And again, with Not From There, I've ha- I have albums of theirs, and this one song, it's like, I almost skip through and just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just that get one to on. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably what you're getting at with yeah. this, mm. is mm. that it sits in the pocket of other stuff, and you know that. Nothing else really kind of yeah. competes. Yeah, for me, I mean, the eighties just released had so many great one hit wonders. Mm. So for me, mm. the first thing I thought about was um, Dexys Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes, classic, great song. Yeah, poor poor Eileen. Poor, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But you think, how do these guys like? And I think this is always the fascination with me with what we call one hit wonders or bands that you know have a hit and then continue to release. Still multiple mm. albums, but there's really nothing off. Them, yeah, you know? yeah. You think, how do you write something that's that does hit, yeah. but not be able to sort of back it up with other material? Because you know? like, what I find fascinating <clears throat> is that one step further, and maybe it's more like America, but in my head it's, it's uh, Don McLean. You write mm. a couple mm. of absolute classics yeah, yeah. and you cannot then write anything ever again. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he has a couple of close albums, yep. you know, and, and there are some... Some songs just went wow through the roof. Mm. So so it's it's almost like a three hit wonder or something. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's from the outside looking in because I know for a fact that um, Kevin Rowan and uh, Dixie's Midnight Runners have a huge fan base. People that sure. love yeah. this yeah. man as an artist and like you know sure that broke through. But for them, that Common Eileen was like your Metallica moment. It was mm. a bit like yeah, oh, yeah, now yeah, everyone yeah, likes yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, real yeah. fans. The only and it's yeah. a pop song that made it 
bake, he made it through. But it's interesting. And so, yeah, so the question is, is there this and, – and when I think about Don McLean, you know? d- does, does – you know, would he view it like that, that his couple of hits, mm. Vincent and, you know, and, and all that, is he going – does he ball, pull back and go, no, you know, that was, that was an anomaly. I don't want to do that again. You know, I want to keep this – you know, because, because again, I find it interesting that he's – there's enough runs on the board to suggest he could do it again. Yeah. Because, he, you know, again, it wasn't like the knack where you have my Sharona and sure. that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and everything else just mm. falls to shit. No, no, no. He actually had a couple of mm. – and people would, you know, there'd be people who would have those songs in their top mm. 20s or whatever, but then but then nothing else resonates and he still writes to this day and, you know. Mm. Oh, can I just say two things? First, it's really important. I fucking hate my Sharona. <laughs> I think that sh- song should be put out to sea yeah. somewhere, right? Just buried in the but deepest. Is that, did you always hate it, or was it because of like the reality bites? <laughs> oh, soundtrack. I don't know what it is. I just wanted to say that. Just one on record. So that's one of your one-hit blunders. Go on. Yeah. That's one kind of blunders. It's like this flip. It's like, oh my yeah. god, it's just a test that song. Mm. Don't know anything else about them. They could be lovely, yeah. lovely people. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I wish they were all dead. <laughs> Um, the other thing I was sort of thinking about is like, um, no, it's gone again. <laughs> I'm having a good night for it. Yeah. So Brett, we got yeah back to me now. Yeah, um, uh, and and I can't I can't tell you where I encountered the song because it, it's a it's a Steelers Wheels seventy three. Um, <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Out. Stuck in the middle with you, right? Uh-huh. Now. Classic scene from Reservoir Dogs, yeah. right? The cutting scene, yeah. the year cutting scene. Um, uh, but so, so I knew the song existed before then, mm. but somehow that just that just sort of went, yeah, that's a you know. And and Tarantino's got that lovely thing where he just plucks these songs out from the past, mm. and they get this new life. Yeah. Um, but they're a classic, you know. There, there's something about Little Green Bag. Made it seem like it had always been a big hit, which it never, never was. <laughs> yeah. Because it went through this yeah. movie, it became. Yeah. You just thought you but knew. Often that it happens, least. doesn't it? Like it, you find songs that weren't necessarily hits in their own right. Like even like Tiny Dancer, with Elton John, like it wasn't a oh, hit at yeah. the time. No. But it becomes a hit. Yeah, through almost famous. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Sometimes that happens. Like a, a, a film. Uh, sorry, a, uh, a song finds itself. In a film, yeah, and and that and that what that's what brings it attention. To people. Yeah, like, oh, that's a, what a yeah, good plus song. he was, he was a just great. a good actor. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, How to kill the conversation? Auditions are still open for places in the that's right, Lords. But but again, you know, and in my as you're sort of suggesting there that some song gets to this new lease of life through a, a movie so many years later but what's really interesting is that it's that it's a um you know is it is it a, a an indication of where society's at where 
this guy is dancing around as he's slicing up this guy, and that makes you go, hey, that song's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's just what you're up, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, that's just me. So. That's I that. always think fondly of the scene when I hear the song. That's yeah, not yeah. everyone in that category, yeah. yeah Whenever well. I feel like cutting someone up, I go, <laughs> you know what? what I need that soundtrack Maxwell right now. Maxwell Silverhammer. <laughs> uh -huh. The guy get his ear cut off. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's thing. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. Yeah, okay, all yeah. right. So Al's closet is a problem. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Brett's out in the open. Shit's right. I think Brett's bunker is the one you want to stay out of. <laughs> you want to... All right, Al, what's your next one? Uh, okay. Um, see, I just looked at the A's and the B's in my list. So, what is it with you and alphabets, mate? Well, there's just too, many, there's so too many choices. Well, wow. that's the thing. You could just go on forever. So, anyway, uh, Beck. Um, so, for me, he's got two hits, and that's Loser and Beer Can. <laughs> So I know he's done other stuff. Obviously, he's up to thirteen albums. I'd ask you to listen to Morning Phase. That's a that's a great that's a thing. I like period album. Well, when Odelay came out, I was just like, oh yeah, I'll give that a go because you know he sounds like mm. an interesting guy. Mm. Devil's blah, haircut. Blah, blah. And then I went, oh, Devil's haircut. Yeah, that was that's good. But like when it, well, whatever springs to mind is not Devil's haircut. Yeah, it's yeah. Loser and Beer Can. For the majority of people in the world, you know, loser is Beck, Beck is yeah. loser, and he is a one-hit wonder, and that's yeah. that's where I'm on the inside. Sure. But there be, mm. there be you know, and I'm looking out, going like, no, 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 no. no Beck. Yeah. so much oh, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I know, and it's why he's one of those artists that I know that I'll have to go back and revisit. Yeah, um, be... because there is so much. Obviously, there's like 13 albums that yeah. I've. But that's like saying, you know, Radiohead is only Creep. They were a one in one. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of people mm -hmm. in that same vein. Yeah. In a, yeah, similar, absolutely. a similar time period, you know, yeah. they would have said, oh, Creep's the. Yeah, know, that's, that's all it. they ever did and whatever, yeah. you know. Having said that, though, that loser song mm. is so brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and now, now I know that. For a song of nonsense. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but in my head, that. You know, for, for the for you know the radio public, as I would have considered myself back then, yeah, um, uh, it it appeared to be quite a breakthrough in the in the sort of wow, you know, this nonsensical sort of stuff. Yeah. Plus, plus um, catchy chorus about you know, yeah, yeah, I'm a loser, yeah. baby, why don't you kill yeah, musically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and, interesting. But, and musically, yeah, 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 yeah. sort of yeah. sort of a mashup of yeah. of, of yeah. a bunch of styles yeah. very, that like, just cut through. Like, I, I remember, mm. like it was kind of an anthem for mm. type of music, you know, and absolutely, mm. yeah, he was a figurehead of that mm. kind of stuff, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, Kev, going on? Oh, more one at one no, not really. You know what? I'm not, no, not really. I was interested in what you said about the 80s yeah. because I think for all of us, that's like, you know, that's a phase you, you live through mm -hmm. and then you revisit, you know, certain bands you travel, you know. Um, and so that's a really good sort of microcosm of this debate because like, uh, let's say a band like Madness, again, mm -hmm. like who, you know, had hit after hit back then. Um, for, for a lot of people, they would see them as, oh, they did, House of Fun, or they did bag yeah, they bag of depending on what yeah, you yeah. were yeah. paying attention to at the time, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there's a lot of one shit wonders back then. Watch. You know. Um, yeah. I'm looking at you, Rick Astley. <laughs> you know, that type of, you know. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, those people made enough money, mm. you know, bros and people like that, oh, that yeah. they still oh, maintain yeah, yeah, yeah. a career today. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like that era was, yeah. well, you only needed one hit, you know, and you could. Well, it was a bit like that. Yeah, career, right? At that peak, that, that mid to late 80s when, yeah, when the record industry was really peaking as far as the fact that, you know, that's when you had that stock eight when Waterman stuff coming through with mm. Cash. Like you could literally have a hit and that you'd live off that then. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could sell enough records or whatever mm-hmm. singles or whatever to, to get through. Yeah. Mm. I remember uh, reading a, reading about uh, in the sixties the song uh, Spirit in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that guy saying that song bought him a house on a boat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and right. you sort of go mm. you sort of go, well, well, okay, you know, I it's a song I, you know, it's certainly not, mm. it's not yesterday. It's not, mm. you know, it's not your top not 10 of the 60s. So much, yeah. But you sort of go, okay, well, back then you had enough success that, mm. that you could write one decent song and, and yeah. suddenly you're buying a house and a boat and set him up for yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely. One of the premise of um, About a Boy by Nick Hornby is that yes. his dad has yeah. written mm. this, you know, universally well-known song mm. and he lives off it. Yeah. That, mm. You yeah. know, that's exactly what has happened. Yeah. That, that, that. that scenario you know like um yeah uh all right well my next one would be starland vocal band afternoon delight oh, yeah. yeah yeah great one hit wonder okay mm-hmm. I, I just thought of another one yep fire by arthur brown you know that song <laughs> i can't i don't know a single other song this guy's done he looks a bit like an early alice cooper and he would He's around in the 60s yeah. when he performed the song Fire, da, 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 commit you to burn. All right. He wears <laughs> a hat. Wow. That's all, that's all you, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> he wears a hat that's on fire. Oh, <laughs> oh right. I think he's I know a, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is an absolute. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not the spirit of jazz, is he? He's not far off. Right. He's really not far off. Wow. Well, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I'll have to dig that one out. Single yeah, other thing stuff. this guy ever did. The crazy world of Arthur Brown. And, oh. yeah. and he was, you know, a classic 60s yeah. fruit. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like a, uh, a today's name. Echo Beach, Martha yes. and the Muffins. What a great song. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah. again. You know, Aha, Take On Yeah, me. Take On Me, yeah. Oh, they had a couple, they had a couple. Come on now. What's the other one? Sun always shines on TV. Yeah, but not as not here. So ah, you weren't. Know. Well, you were well. in Europe, like I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, we missed that Eurovision. Nina, '99 Red Balloons. Yes. Yeah. What a mm-hmm. great song. Yeah. Well, no, no, we always had the German version. We didn't have yeah. the '99 Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Europe. Final yeah, Final yes. Countdown. There you go. But uh, um, Wild... Skid Row. Skid Row. Wild Cherry, 1974, play that funky music, White Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that song, it's just, it is, it, 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 there is that, and again, I, you know, that because I, I dig some James Brown, some Prince, there's just a funk in that song, yeah. which when it plays, it's hard not to, dunk, yeah. you know, really uh-huh. sit, sit in the in the beat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and so they've got Jam, nothing Black else. Betty? They've got nothing oh, else. Wow. No, 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 no. And, and, and in fact, the story behind that song is that, um, uh, uh, they were a crap band, uh-huh. right? 
and and they must have had a cup a smattering of funk songs and someone yeah. you know why don't you play that some you know funky music white boys yeah and and the guy went well that's a good let me write that and that yeah. you know off they go and they write one song <laughs> and that's about it right totally. yeah. Japanese yeah yeah Papers. yeah oh look song. you pick you pick up any compilation album from the eighties yeah you're gonna... that's it. Or probably from the nineties and any any decade really. And and that's right, and that's interesting because often when you do that, you know, it's almost like the people who are compiling those albums Mm. cherry pick those one hits, you know, and they go. I mean, a classic is uh, "Sugar" by the Archies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or "Sugar, Sugar," I think it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I got one more for you. Um, Mm. uh, The Lars, there she goes. The interesting thing with that song is that it pretty much broke them. This one song, um, the the bloke that wrote it was uh, so committed to getting it right that he drove them to absolute desperation in the studio, re-recording it, remixing it, remastering it, over and over. You know, he knew he knew he'd written a beautiful pop song. It was in the charts, mm. and it was selling gangbusters. Mm. And um, he wouldn't let it go. He took them back in. He was like, we're going to do a version for the album, which is slightly different. Oh, and they wow. went over it and over it and over it because he was just, I think it's called Lee Mave or something yeah. like that, obsessed with this one song. And the rest of the album, there was nothing in it. Yeah. You know? And they vanished. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, to me, that's a quintessential, that, that pretty much sums it up because it's almost like they've, Poured everything in, all their energy into, one into that one song. Yeah, yeah. And but, worse, worse still, is that um, the members who weren't um, behind writing that song went on to form Cast, which is a bigger <laughs> crime uh, <laughs> against music yeah. than, than you know focusing on there she goes. You know, to to, to think that you wrote that beautiful song mm. and made Cast. Yeah, Jesus. Because the interesting thing too, isn't it? How sad must it be? Because you know you write some breakthrough song. Mm. And and everyone goes, this is it, mm. here we go, you know, and a bit, and yeah. a little bit like the, the you know the story you talk about, um, it becomes the you know, the stone around your neck from then on because that's the only song, and so you go you go into play, you know, a little like Metallica, we don't yeah. want to just play the one song yeah. and then get it out, mm. yeah. You know, because that's all we want. That's all we want. It's like hear. we'll play it for you, but it'll be at the end. Yeah, we want yeah. you to stay. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. want you to stay. Which mm. you know, in those revival tours, this must what it be. They must come yeah. up and say, "Well, we've got three numbers, but no one's going to clap until we play that one song." Mm. Here we go. But what I find is interesting when you have a band that refuses to play their hit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Silverchair. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. massive breakout hit tomorrow. Mm. They could have. They could have just. Yeah, falling apart as a one-hit wonder, mm. you know, but they were able to back it up with great album after great album, and then, and they refused to play yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. They, they stopped playing it like a year after, essentially, yeah, twelve months mm. after they released mm. it because that that it takes guts, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. right. It takes guts because you'll have a manager saying, "Fucking play it." Yeah, they yeah, didn't want to be well. defined. Didn't want to be defined yeah. by that one song. So yeah, and again, that's that. Well, that's Radiohead, isn't it? Like, yeah. like creep is the breakthrough. Yeah. And then they say, "Well, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's and go off over this way." Radiohead and did the same thing. Yeah, they don't. You can play, imagine yeah. the managers and the the labels going, going "What? what? You going to play your hit? What the hell? What you are know? you doing? What do you yeah. mean you're not going to exactly. even record in that style again?" Yeah, like, and like you said, Kev, it takes a lot of guts to to do that and back yourself to go. No, we're gonna we're gonna we want people to hear our new music and we're gonna back ourselves. And, and the gonna, story I heard about you know, that song is that Johnny Greenwood hated it even when they were recording it, mm. up to the point that those noises you hear 
or his, his frustration of disgust yeah. at how much he hated the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, which became which emblematic, makes the, yeah. makes the song. Yeah. And he just went, this is, you know, I mean, that maybe turned into more of a story than is true. It's such a great story. I, yeah. I doubt it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. it sounds, you know, given the fact of what happened is that they'd stop playing it and, you yeah. know, they could easily have made a career out of mm. that and just done the MTV thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. there's something in that. So, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a challenge to walk away from that that one big hit. But if you've had it, there are other guys, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the other end of the spectrum. We're just like That's we're milk. right side Fred, and yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've got one more for you. I've got one more for you. This is this is so much yeah. fun. Um, the movie The Lost Boys, and we've talked about movies a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie when they go down to the beach. And there's a dude singing I Still Believe. He's playing saxophone. He's got muscles. He's covered in chains. And everyone's getting all 80s and watching this guy. I still believe. And um, he's utterly ridiculous. If you go back and watch the movie, mm. it just like sticks out like, so, oh, who's this guy? He's real. He's not an actor. You can Google him. He's called something like Capaldi, he's got an Italian name. And he is the ultimate one-hit wonder, I reckon, because he's just, it's just so strange. He's maintained his career off of 30 seconds of, well, of, of, yeah, of a movie ooh, yeah, from wow. 1982 mm. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and movie. utterly, utterly bonkers, you know, in terms of like who he is yeah. and what he yeah, does yeah. from, you know, in the movie, to yeah. maintain that. As yeah. a stage show to this day, <laughs> yeah. and he's you know he's he's kept up the gym work and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but there's some rubber making going on down the bottom end, some bingo wings, what you, call it, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, but he's still you know in the chains and up in the oil and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh. there he goes. He still believes. And that would be it too, wouldn't it? There would be like that. There would be bands who would be you know uh, approached to appear in a movie. You know, and, and it would be the frat house party, mm-hmm. and we need a band on stage. Yep. Mm. Come on, boys, jump up! And they're going, "This is it, this is it." And I don't know any band I've seen in a movie like that where you go. And then they went on to even better heights <laughs> yeah. than that, yeah, than right. playing on the Revenge of the Nerds frat house stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, they uh-huh. you know they just sort of just I sort of I, like. I think it was Snoop Dogg that was on Old School. In exactly yeah, that scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, you can actually see him being pissed off at being involved. <laughs> like, yeah. the scene is that Will Ferrell gets on this, the stage that they're on, nude, and he's like, let's go streaking! <laughs> and he's like, who's this fucking guy? Get him off the stage. It's like, he's not acting. No, yeah. <laughs> he's just cranky. He's had a few yeah. balls out the back, and now he's like, <laughs> what the hell am I doing with my life? Why yeah, am I looking at yeah. Will Ferrell's pasty white ass? You know? <laughs> A good question for us all. Yeah. And and, and again, it's all about perspective because there must be a thousand bands going, if only we had one song. Yeah. If only we had one song that made a breakthrough. Yeah, kill to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I was going to say, that's another, you could almost do another show on that. Like it's, yeah, what would you rather? Would you rather have moderate success and sell Mm. your records or would you rather have a single, you know, one hit wonder and well, there was a book. There was a book written by yeah. um, the two of the guys. Well, the two guys, I think, from KLF. Mm-hmm. I think I can't remember what it was. Uh, what the book's called, but they go in that they, they analyze how to do a one, a one, how to one be a one wonder. hit wonder. And it's just like right. we need to do these things. And mm. yeah. uh, uh, the only couple of things I can remember. One is 
wherever you are, uh, use the phone to call people um, and make, make them international calls. Um, <laughs> and, um, and the other thing was make sure you've got a chorus that uh, drunk guys in a pub can sing along with. Sure. Yeah. Like they're saying it specifically for the top, UK. Top. Like, I get like, you knocked know, down and I get up so, again. Yeah, it's like you do all of these things. Yeah. And you'll and, get it. And, like that whole, that whole yeah. thing that they got into, that whole um, uh, uh, KLF thing, mm. was the second or third project that they'd got to number one. Before yeah. that, there were the Doctors and the TARDIS. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yes. They, they, oh, yeah. really? they, they, they knew what they were doing. They, exactly they knew what they were doing. There. Mm. Um, Ancients of Moo Moo, is that, yep. is that the yeah. that lyric in there? Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Um, and what's the... What was that one? Star, that made me think of Star Trek and when you were talking about Doctors and the Trails. Remember that? Star Trek <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that. Trek and the Cross the Universe. universe. Yeah. Uh, well, well pop the volume. But again, that's yeah. your that's your um that's the comedy, you yeah. know. And yeah, how yeah. and so how many of those novelty little, one hit one little yeah. Yeah, novelty one hit ones where we went through. And, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but that's in a like a whole other ca- other category. You know, you're doing it for the novelty yes. value. Yeah. Shut yeah. up your face. That's your right to Fred. Hey, bang! I got a right to an opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Alan. <laughs> One more breakout is at you. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Well, that's excellent. We might wrap it up there. Uh, so, thanks everybody for listening, and join us again on the Lords of Loud. Don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com, and also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.